Father, we just thank you, Father. We're standing at the beginning of a new year. When we look back, we thank you for your provision. All of 2022. Even in the darkest, most difficult days, you came through. And I just want to thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. I pray, Father, once again, reach out. Touch your people. Bless your people. Meet your people at their point of need. Above all, our need is you. More of you, Lord. As we go back to the word, I pray our spirits will be alive to receive what you have for us for this year, to give direction to this year. Speak to us, Lord. For you have not come to condemn. You have come to save. To seek. To save the lost. That's what you come always for. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So you got the promise. Repent or turn. Revive. He will revive us. When he revives us, we looked at four or more examples of what God is able to do. The impossible becomes possible. That's where you have to, in 2023, you have to step up your faith. In 2023, we'll teach you more. See, there's something about faith. The definition of faith is given in Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Okay. So when when we looked at repent, turn and revive, we're looking at things unseen. I know your hope rose because everybody has somebody in mind of getting turning, saving, coming back. All these things are in your mind. That is all in the unseen. Faith is the substance of things unseen. The hope of things unseen. The evidence of things unseen. So God brings faith and hope together. So everything you heard today, so far, you're hoping for in the future. But if you really hope, <coughs> it will come to pass for anything. Your hope has to have evidence. Your hope has to have proof. And the proof of or the evidence of your hope is faith. Faith. Okay. I believe I am saved. So your hope is that when you die or Jesus comes, you will go to heaven. That's your hope. What is your evidence? You never read your Bible. You never pray. You reluctantly go to church. Your hope has no evidence. Your hope has no evidence. If you're hoping for something, the evidence of it is faith. Okay. That's why we need to understand why we are, that's why the Bible says you can receive grace in vain. Because actually you're hoping for something which is not real. Because it has no evidence. 
Like the simple example we use during the weekday teachings is that, okay, today is Sunday, after that, you'll go to sleep, you wake up in the evening, and you're going shopping. You're going shopping. So when you're going to shop, you have decided, I'm going to buy all of this. Where does your uh, uh, assurance come from? From your wallet or your credit card, whichever card you're using. That is the evidence. Otherwise, you're window shopping. But you're shopping. What is the evidence that you're going to buy because it's something in your wallet, right? In the natural, that is true. In the spiritual, also something has to be true. You're hoping for something. Your hope of salvation. What is the evidence? Then there is this hope of glory. What is your evidence? Hope of salvation is one thing. Hope of glory is something else. What is your evidence? Evidence is faith. And faith has its works. And faith without works is dead. It's dead. So if your faith is dead, your hope is in vain. Okay. So always get it right. Don't get caught in this busyness of this world. Busyness and the business of this world and miss out on something is fast approaching. Okay. So we heard something today, God, in a pushed Israel to the back, the wall, back against the wall, three and a half years of pure white dust, breathing in, breathing out. And then he comes there and says, how long will we falter? And still nobody said anything. I hope by now you have made up your mind, one way or other. You have made up your mind. See, God gives us the autonomy, the freedom to choose. I said before you, life and death, you choose. You choose. So you choose. The freedom is there. You cannot stay between two opinions. You have to make your choice. God says, Elisha, Elijah is speaking on behalf of God. If God is God, choose God. If Baal is God, choose Baal. Jesus comes and tells the Laodicean church, either be hot or be cold. Don't stand in the middle. Make up a, make up. You know, if you make up your mind, how easy it's for us. We struggle Sunday after Sunday because most of the people are not yet made up their minds. So most of the preaching is sometimes to make people make up their mind. But with the people who have made up their mind, they don't need much teaching. That's what I'm saying. Make up your mind. Be committed. Commit. And God says, I will turn you. Come near me. The people came. The Bible does not say the people repaired the altar. The people say Elijah repaired the altar. God is not allowing them to do anything. Elijah repaired the altar. But when the fire came, they turned. So you have to believe when the fire comes. It will come. I'm believing, Lord. It will be your work in me. And I will turn. And I'm believing for it, Lord. Do your work in me. Let your fire come. Praying for that, oh Lord. I want to turn. I heard this. I understand this. But Lord, I am weak. You turn me. Then the rain comes. And there is revival. But like I said, have you always noticed revivals don't last? Why is that revivals don't last? Even in a church, why does it last? Or in nations? Because there is an enemy of revival. John 10.10 The thief does not come 
except to steal, to kill, to destroy. And Christ comes to give life and life in abundance. Abundance. There is a thief. There is somebody who is out there to steal your repentance, your turning, and your revival. He's out there. He will steal. Otherwise, revivals will come and revivals will go. But you have to be careful. In John 4 and verse 7. Therefore, submit to God and resist the devil and he will. The third part of the promise God gave me the word is the word resist. Two things he said you will do, he will do. He will cause us to repent. He will cause us to revive. But he says, you have to resist the devil. You have to resist the devil. So the entire promise is in three words. Repent, revive, resist. To make it easy, we printed it this morning. And you will, you will, last night, you will get it. Okay? Keep it as a bookmark. Okay? Keep it as a bookmark. And go through this. And go back to the message and believe and ask for revival in your homes, in your households. The thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And God says, you know what? Resist. God has two armies. Revelation 12, 7, one army is in heaven. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. Second, he has an army on earth. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives, even unto death. So God has two armies. One is in heaven. And he has an army on earth. These are the resistance. They are called the resistance. And you have to become part of the resistance movement. In the second world war, when the Nazi forces, German forces, they just literally ran over Europe. They were so fast, country after country were falling one after another. France fell within days, weeks. But among the French, there was what was called the resistance. The resistance. Every country had their resistance. And the resistance made life for the Nazis difficult. Okay. The devil is running amok in the world. God says, my church is part of the resistance. Resist the devil. Submit to God. Resist the devil. We have to learn. Maybe we failed. All of us failed in 2022. God is giving us a new beginning. A fresh beginning. And he's saying, you know what? Resist. So that my revival continues. And you can be a man or woman after God's own heart. Who can really please God. With your life, with your walk of faith. First Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What is he doing? He is seeking. The devil is seeking. He is walking around. If he was visible, it was so easy. He is not visible. But he is seeking. And his demons are seeking. Whom he may devour. 
So the first warning God tells us is here. It's about resistance. Learning to resist is be sober, be vigilant. Don't give the devil any opportunity. Don't give the devil any opportunity. He's looking for opportunities. The devil is compared here to a lion. What does the lion eat? Meat. Does he eat vegetables? He eats meat. He eats flesh. So Romans 8.13 says, If we live according to the flesh, we will die. Who will kill us? The thief comes to steal, to kill. Because what does he want? Flesh. He says, if you live according to the flesh, you are giving him opportunity every day. You are giving him opportunity every day. The first rule of resistance is, don't give the devil opportunity. If you live in the flesh, you will die. But if you want to live, there is a way of living. If by the Spirit, it's a new way of living. If you by the Spirit, put to death the work of the flesh, you will live. Galatians 6, 8. He who sows in his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows in the spirit will of the spirit reap. Okay. See, opportunities, the devil is seeking. Opportunity is given by us. What is he looking for? An opportunity. He's looking for an opportunity. It will begin soon. Very soon the opportunities will begin. Right now, I don't know whether it is already working in your minds. But as soon as services is over, you have a choice. Are you going to? Are you going to give him opportunities? If you are going to sow in the flesh. For all the young people sitting over sowing in the flesh is the absolute junk you watch. That's why you are not able to hear anything. You are watching junk most of the time. You are watching Korean, Japanese, Indian, English, Hollywood, whatever it is. You are, you are smiling. You are, you are eternally damning yourself. You are feeding the devil. That's why when the word of God comes, you are not able to. So this 2023, you have to make a decision. What I am going to see, what I am going to hear. That is how Eve fell. She looked, she heard and she fell. There is no other way you can fall. You see, you hear. And what you see, what you look at and what you hear matters. And those are not kosher voices. Those voices are after your soul. And God is saying, don't give the devil an opportunity. That 2023, you are young or old, you make a decision. I am going to be very careful what I do with my eyes and what I do with my ears. What I am going to hear and what I am going to watch, what I am going to see. Make a decision. Galatians 5.16 I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the answer is this. If you want to give the devil no opportunity, what should I do? The answer is, live by the spirit. Live by the spirit. And if you are saved, he's, he's in you. He's a real person. He's in you. The problem is, you don't converse with him. You don't listen to him. You don't listen to him. You don't ask him. You don't ask him. Should I? 
See, that's why we like Baal. Baal has no problems with the flesh. He thrives on flesh. We don't ask him. Even today, after you go home and you sleep and you wake up, it's a holiday. Do you ask him, what do you want me to do? Lord, because you are asked to walk in the spirit. Lord, what do you want me to do? Because he knows what will happen if you don't listen to him. Or if you do anything, I do anything on my own. We have to learn. Give the devil no opportunity. Otherwise, 2023 will be exactly like 2022. If not worse. That's why the Bible says, be alert. Be vigilant. Be sober. Two different things. They are not the same. Being alert and being sober are not the same. Be alert. Be sober. Who can warn you? Who can warn you? We have, we have two choices. When you're talking about the flesh, we have two choices. We can be either sensual or sensitive. God says you have two choices. You can be sensual. If it feels good, do it. That is sensual. But the word of God, the spirit of God is not talking about that. It's talking about being sensitive. Sensitive. Are you sensitive? Will we be sensitive? Because when the revival begins, that is one of the things that actually happens. You know, when the Welsh revival and all took place, everything shut down. Nobody had to do anything. Every pub shut down. Every theater shut down. Everything shut down because there were no customers. The barkeep is sitting over there. Nobody is coming because they got saved. It's shut down. There's nobody to watch movies or drama. or Everything shut down during the revival because flesh died. No customers. Think about it. Think about United States of America where 60% or 70% claim to be Christians. If revival takes place, almost every junk that comes out of USA will shut down because there are no customers. No customers. Netflix will shut down. Your Amazon, whatever it is, will shut down. All these commercial sports channels will shut down. You know why? No customers. That's what happens. That's what God is talking about. What happens when revival? He says resist. Give him no opportunity. Don't give him any opportunity. 2023, make those resolutions. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And what will he do? He will flee. He will flee. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversity, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom may devour. And what's the first thing said? Resist him. Steadfast in faith. Where does faith come from? Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. You have heard, the spirit makes you sensitive, and you resist him. It says no. You say no. In Philippians 3.3, I don't know whether I gave it to you. In Philippians 3.3, you know what Paul Paul says? For we are the circumcision who worship the God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. You have to look at verse 4. It's interesting. Hmm. 
You know what he says in verse 4? If I want to be confident in my flesh, I shall give you my resume. You know, lot of us have confidence in our resume. That's the problem. We have confidence in our flesh. We have confidence in our flesh. This man has an entire list of spiritual things according to the law. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is who I am. But according to the law, blameless. But he says, all that is flesh. I have no confidence in the flesh. I will trust Christ. I will trust Christ. No confidence in the flesh. And because he did not have any confidence in the flesh, you know what he did? He never gave the enemy any opportunity. He refused to give the enemy an opportunity. Don't put confidence in your flesh. Because we all put and we fell. We fell miserably. Because we put confidence in the flesh. I can't do it. No. Lord help me. I ain't going that way. I ain't going that way. Flesh is strong. If you have no prayer life, your flesh is strong. If you have no fasting, okay, last seven days, today morning we are breaking our fast. How many fasted? You're very strong in your flesh if you didn't fast. Why do you fast? Because you have no confidence in the flesh. That's the reason you fast. Consistently. To kill the flesh. You're assuming, we are assuming the lives we are leading is the will of God. We're assuming. God says 2023, let it be different. Resist the enemy. Give him no opportunity. Give him no opportunity. Because the devil doesn't care. He can use failure or success to destroy a person. He can use failure or success to destroy a person. No confidence in the flesh. Give no opportunity. How do you give no opportunity? What's the solution? Walk in the spirit. Resist him. Walk in the spirit. Second one. Second Corinthians 2.11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Second thing is, give him no advantage. It's a game, it's a, it's a term used in ten- tennis. When your opponent fails, you get advantage. Right? Don't give him advantage. And what is used over there? What gives him advantage? Ignorance of his devices gives him advantage. Ignorance of the word of God gives him advantage. Give him no advantage. Ignorance of how he operates and how God operates and how the devil operates gives him advantage. And he says, don't give him advantage. Ignorance is a killer. Especially in the spiritual realm. Because he's good at deception. Let me show you to wake you up. Now people will wake up, okay? In modern day's world, the most celebrated festival is Christmas. 
Right? It's a festival. It's no longer the birth of Jesus Christ. It's a festival. It's a commercial festival. For hundreds of years after Jesus was born, there was no Christmas. In the book of Acts, there was no Christmas. The early church never celebrated Christmas. They did none of these things. Because God was very clear. He knows how this all will become Baal worship. It will become commercialized. Because nothing of that took place. Then, when the Roman Empire became Christian, Christmas came. In the 4th century, 1600 years ago, listen carefully now, so you will realize why I disappoint you every Christmas. There was a Catholic monk called Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, they call him. He used to be supposedly, see, 1600 years ago, you have only legends. You are not sure, you have no facts. So many, like Indian mythology and Purana, so many stories have been added where he was a nice man, a kind man, he helped people and all this story. But what is his name? Saint Nick. And who is the old Nick? Do you know in English who is the old Nick? He's the devil. He's called the old Nick. Saint Nicholas. Okay. Europe used to be celebrating him. They called him Father Christmas. The Dutch brought it to brought it to New Amsterdam. Now you don't know what New Amsterdam is. New Amsterdam is the name of old New York. New York's old name was New Amsterdam. It became New York. They brought it Santa Claus to US because US is the one which makes everything into an industry. The modern day Santa Claus which you see was published first in Harper's Weekly. But it was made famous in 1931 by Coca-Cola company in their advertisements. He's supposedly an old man who lives in North Pole with his wife. Where he spends the entire year with seven of his servants who are elves making gifts. Now where is Christ born? Where is this dude? And every year he comes on his reindeer, slides down the chimney, drops gifts for the children, drinks the cookies and the milk the children keep for him. You know what the devil did? He got into Christmas and turned it around. Today Christmas is not about Christ. Take a look at him. I'll show you four slides. Take a look at him. This is what he supposedly looks like. Look at him. That's the elf. The elf is not a human. The seven elves of Santa Claus is not a human. It's a supernatural creature. If you want, you can call him a demon. Let's go to the next one. This is Father Christmas. If he is Father Christmas, then who is Christ? Okay. Go to the third one. What elf looks like? Okay, we didn't know these things when we celebrated in the beginning, but now when you know it, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So you, 
I'm talking about one thing which is so popular among Christians, they have no idea how this guy has taken advantage. Because the greatest, biggest festival of Christians in the world is Christmas. But who got in? He slid in and he took over the whole festival. And without realizing, we are now celebrating St. Nicholas more than Christ. It is not about Christ anymore. Did you go all the way, all of you who went to the airport or mall, did you see Christ anywhere? No. Every place who is coming? And what are the colors you are wearing? Red and green. Okay, red is God's color, green is also God made by God. But who has taken over? Now listen carefully. This Christmas, Netflix had a mini-series on Santa Claus with children. They will say it is all jokes. But it was not a joke. When the children were moving, they changed the words around. Look at it. Santa became Satan. You just have to change a word, a letter here. Whatever they're showing. You know what they're doing? They're desensitizing to us to Satan. Satan is the one who comes as Santa and he desensitizes us. This is this Christmas. And when we tell you to stand on the truth, rip away all the things which are not connected with Christ because God is truth, Jesus is truth, the Spirit of God is truth, the Word of God is truth, the church is the pillar and the foundation of truth. Anything that you take or do in the name of Christ, be very careful where they are taking you. And the whole audience was laughing. How did he reach there? Because you gave him advantage. You gave him advantage. That's what the Bible always says. You should always ask questions. Where is it written? Why should I practice in my life anything that is not sanctioned by the word of God. If I do, it's an idol. What is an idol? It's a person. It's a place. It's a thing. It's an idea that replaces God and his authority in your life. Look at this. We're just taking a small little thing. You go down into the cities, ask any average young kid, anybody, What is Christmas connected with? They don't know Christ. It's Santa Claus. First, that fellow is not real. Christ was born in Bethlehem. This guy comes from Norway. He's married with seven elves who are his servants, who makes the gifts. Who are elves? So, first you sanction the elves, then you sanction Harry Potter. That's how witchcraft got into your house. Because Santa came with his elves. Can you tell it to an average Christian? They get mad. But what you believe or do, does it agree with truth? So you gave advantage. God says, don't give advantage to the enemy. Don't give advantage. Now we made it this thing because of Christmas, everybody. But every day in so many things, you give. we, we all give the devil advantage. We give the devil advantage. Santa is not harmless because Satan is not harmless. Elves are not harmless. If elves are harmless, then demons are harmless. 
And Father Christmas has replaced the Holy Spirit. In your Christmas story. So the Bible says, resist. Resist. There's this constant battle out there in this world to claim Jesus. And this Christmas was the worst. The worst. The drag queens in Christmas programs and the White House, everything, it was one of the worst. Everybody is claiming Jesus and turning around and making him into what he is not. So we need to understand what we are fighting in every area of our life. The Bible says, resist. Don't give him advantage. Don't give him advantage. Every temptation that the devil offered Jesus Christ was offered to him in terms of advantage. But if Jesus had listened to him, the devil would have had advantage. That is how he offered. If you are the son of God, if you do this, it is actually advantageous for you. But if Jesus listened, it would have been advantageous for that devil. How did Jesus resist? It is written. It is written. It is written. The simple question is, do you know what is written? To resist, not to give the devil. Do we know what is written? Jesus was not ignorant of the devil's devices. He had hidden God's word in his heart. And the spirit of God brought it out to him so that he could resist the devil. So the first thing is, if you do not want to give the devil opportunity, what do you do? Walk in the spirit. If you do not want the devil to give the devil advantage, what do you do? Walk in the word. The third thing, Ephesians chapter 4, 25 to 27. Therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the The third is, don't give him place. Give him no place. Give him no opportunity. Give him no advantage. Give him no place. The simple question is, how do I or you not give him place? You have to read the whole chapter. Then you will understand. There's a small thing given over here. What is that? Don't lie to one another. Don't get angry. The next verse will say, don't steal. Work, don't steal. So what God is, what is God saying over here? He's saying, if you do not want to not give the devil place, be careful about how you walk with one another. If you do not want to give the devil opportunity, walk in the spirit. If you do not want to give the devil advantage, walk in the word. If you do not want to give place to the devil, be careful how you walk with one another. Be angry, but do not sin and give place. So God is talking. 2027, 2022. Anger, offense, unforgiveness. He says, you know what? 
interpersonal relationship if they are not right. Right in your life, right in your home, you have given space or place to the devil. He's happy there. Because a little down over there, it will say, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because when you give place to the devil, who comes in? He comes in. And who is grieved? The devil is. The Spirit of God is grieved. Matthew 6.12 Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, everything is now brought into the interpersonal relationship. 2022-23, you have to make that decision. You know what? I'm going to walk in forgiveness. You know why? It's got nothing to do with the other person. Because I will not give the devil place in my life. I will not give him place in my life. Because if I give place to him, the other two stops. The turning is over. The revival is over. It's gone. It's over. Because you gave him opportunity. I gave him advantage. I gave him place. Offense comes. The Bible talks about these things. Right? God is warning Cain. Cain, why are you angry? Sin is crouching you. But the thing is that when sin got in, do you know who got in? The devil got in. A little later he killed his brother because the devil has been a murderer from the beginning. Don't think that when sin gets in, the devil is outside. When sin gets in, devil gets in. And God says, give no place. Like I said, we are so conscious about Sins that are physical. Because we are drummed about that through the law. And which are real. But we are not conscious about spiritual sins. And when Jesus spoke, he was always speaking about spiritual sins. He spoke about anger. He spoke about unforgiveness. He spoke about offense. This is how revival goes. Enormous revival takes place. Fantastic revival. The revival leaders are anointed full of the Holy Spirit and there's a conflict between two of the leaders. And before you know, it's gone. They break and they go two different ways. How did it happen? They gave him advantage. That's happened in homes, husband and wife. You turned, revival is coming and then over something silly, the battle begins. It begins. And before you know, it's all gone. Or you lie. Or you steal. Not working is stealing, by the way. And some of you young people, boy, oh boy, you are lazy. To see a bunch of people so lazy, young people. Not all of you, some of you. I'm saying, telling you, you will not thrive in this secular world. There, they demand work. <laughs> they will say eight hours, but it is usually to ask Dhoti. <laughs> First of your lot who is working, six days a week comes back. <sighs> you suddenly realize what work is. You are not prepared. In the kingdom of God, growth is hard work. It is not easy work. It is not for lazy bones. So get this picture in. Don't give that. Because the idle mind is whose workshop? Devil's workshop. Devil's workshop. It's a devil's workshop. 
So we have to keep this. Don't give him opportunity. How is that? Walk in the spirit. Don't give him advantage. Walk in the word. Don't give him place. How is that? Walk in relationship with one with another. 2023. We have to make a decision. No, Don't have silly fights. Stupid fights. Believe and stand for what you believe. But you are not going to change anybody except yourself. One of the things which I learned, first as a person, second as a pastor, I can't change my congregation. I can only change myself. I can preach. Only God can change the congregation. It's one thing you need to realize. You cannot change anybody. Many of the fights we are picking up are useless fights. You never change. That's how fights begin, right? It's true. God says, that's true. I had the same opinion about him. (laughs) But he will change. If you let go trying to change him, I can work on him or her and he or she will change. Don't give the devil opportunity. Don't give him place. And spiritual sins are very, very serious. They are so subtle. So subtle. For me, in the Bible, the most subtle of all sins in the Bible that took a man to grave and to hell was Ahitophel. I can still figure that man out. Because the word of God says he was wise and his wisdom was like God speaking. But he carried offense in his heart. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Absolutely nobody knew. It was so hidden. And every day he's before David because he's his king. The David asks him for counsel. He gives him fantastic counsel. But David doesn't have any clue what is in this man's heart. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Counsel, advice, everything fantastic. He was just waiting for an opportunity. The opportunity was an Absalom to call. I heard a man of God say, time doesn't change anybody. It just reveals who you are. Doesn't change anything. It just reveals who you are. When Absalom switched to this side, what was in Ahitophel came out. That's why we keep saying things. These things have to be dealt with now. Many of the things which we don't do is simply because we do not have the power to do it. The day you get power, the day you get power, What you do, you don't know. You do, you know. So we have to deal with these things. Resist the devil right from the beginning. You are young. Most of you are young. You have heard. You understand. Put no confidence in the flesh. And don't be ignorant of the wiles of the devil. Resist him daily. Why does God say man cannot serve God and mammon? Why does he bring money there? Money is power. Money is power. Your flesh is not dead. Do you know what money will do? If you had money, do you know what we will do? Do you know what he will do? That's what David is looking back and saying, what did I do? He didn't do any of these things when he had power. Everything he did, he did when he became a king. 
Would you ever think this was a man after God's own heart? That is capable of doing these things? You wouldn't ever thought. But do you know what? It's the same thing about all of us. Any one of us. That's why God says resist him. You are not ignorant of his wiles. You are not ignorant of his wiles. Let me ask you this question. Go through your confidence and check the name called Dimas. How Paul talks about Dimas. Dimas is a co-worker with Paul. Did anybody realize at the end of his life Dimas would love the law of the world and go? But it was always there in him. It was always there in him. That's why the Bible says, you know what? Don't let years pass this way because you know what? If you, if I am not sowing in the spirit, then I am sowing in the flesh. The problem is the flesh is getting stronger and stronger. It is not getting weaker. Just because you grow old in age and your body loses its strength does not mean your flesh has become weak. Only your body has become weak. Your soul has not, your flesh has not lost its strength. It just doesn't have a vessel to live through. But the flesh is strong, as strong. Understand the truth. Your body may become big. You may not be able to do the things which you want to do. That does not mean your flesh has changed. Like I told last week. What is death? Death is like taking your shoes off. Your soul leaves your body. And the body is dead. It feels nothing. It's just lying there. People take and bury it. But when that rich man went over there, he could feel everything he felt in his dead body which has been buried over there. He's able to feel everything in hell. Because his flesh is alive there. Because flesh is a spiritual entity. He says, I thirst. I feel the fire. I am burning. Nothing goes. Absolutely nothing goes. So just because you're getting older and you're weak, your body is getting weaker, does not naturally mean your flesh is getting weaker. No, it's not. Unless you are killing your flesh daily and allowing your spirit to go stronger. This is the reality God is putting because what happens with us when you are young is that, oh, this is young. Pastor says that, no, when we grow older, we will, you know, it doesn't happen. It simply doesn't happen like that. That is the deception of the enemy. And that's why to a young man called Cain, God is saying, Cain, Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? Handle it now. Otherwise, it will control you. You think you can control it. No, Cain, you cannot control it. Learn to control these things early. Don't sow in the flesh. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. So 2023, make it very clear. Lord, I will not give the fellow opportunity. I will not give him advantage. I will not give him place. I will not give him place. Give no place to the devil, the Bible says. And it talks about interpersonal relationships. By walking in the word, you don't give him opportunity. In the spirit, you don't give him opportunity. By walking in the spirit, you don't give him advantage. By walking in fellowship, in love with one another, in forgiveness, you don't give him place. You don't give him place. That's how you resist. You don't give him place. So make these decisions. I will not give him place. Because the worst case scenario, honestly, the best case scenario, worst case scenario, is a home. 
Best case scenario, hope with a husband and a wife, submits to one another, loves one another, best case scenario. Worst case scenario, hope. Because that is the closest interpersonal relationship where the devil comes and sleeps. And we have to be careful about these things. Home. Careful about these things. Because you know what? God has given us an awesome promise. Because it's more than about money or promotion or wealth. It is about souls. It is about souls. We've been praying for so long. Praying for so long. Nothing matters. At the end of the day, you will realize, you know what? Nothing matters. The only thing that matters is salvation. Salvation. Very subtle ways. Sisters sitting here. Married sisters sitting over here. The Bible doesn't say anything about the nature of your husband. It only says, submit your husband in all things as unto the Lord. That's all it says. Why? Be careful. Don't give him place. It doesn't tell the husband the nature of your wife. He says, love your wife as Christ Jesus loved the church. Why? Don't give the devil space. This is our protection. This is our protection. You don't do that, the devil gets in. The devil gets in. 2023 pray, Lord, let revival take in my home. Revival take in my home. Let take in my home, Lord. Whatever case, whatever situation is in you, because everything is covered in the Bible, whether it is two believers, whether it is one believer married to an unbeliever, you know what? Every case is covered in the Bible. How to deal? Why is it so much told about interpersonal relationships? Because if you are not careful, you know what? who comes in? The devil comes in. The devil comes in. The devil is happy. The Spirit of God is grieving. He got in because he is happy. Because he is very happy when he gets into believers' lives. And the Spirit of God is grieving. Give him no opportunity. Give him no advantage. Give him no place. We will look at one more and we will close for the day. Ramba Jesus going through the storm and then reaches Gadarenes. There is a demon possessed man there. Mark chapter 5. He asked him, what is your name? He answered saying, my name is Legion. Ramba is a demon answering, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And verse 13, at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out. Did you get the message? How do you resist him? By giving the devil no permission. The devil can't do anything to you unless you give him permission. If the devil can do anything to you or to me without our permission, then my free will is a lie. I have no free will. Give him no permission. Give the devil no permission. You need to realize they were a legion, but they could not do anything until Jesus had given them permission. Permission. 
So what is the key to not giving the devil permission? The key to giving the devil no permission is staying under authority. That is the key. That is the key. Stay under authority. In 1 Samuel 15 and uh, 33, Samuel answered and said, 23, not 33, 23. He said, you know what? Uh, Yeah. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. You see, when you come outside authority, you give way for the devil to get in. You You are giving permission for him to operate in your life. Stay under authority. God has his own authority structures. God has his authority structures. And in that authority structure, God says, stay. You stay under that structure, God says, that's your covering. Don't give him permission. The minute you step outside that structure, do you know what is happening? You're giving the devil permission. So that is the whole idea about headship. The the reason for headship is not about the natural. The reason for headship is spiritual. Because the entire one third of demonic hosts was the ones who refused to stay under authority. Stay under authority. So God is restoring his order in the church and through the church. Through the church, the wisdom of God is being revealed to the demonic. So the Bible says, the head of man is Christ. Man has to learn to be under Christ's headship. Has to learn to stay under Christ's headship. That is why the man is the priest of the house. And I'm asking the men, how many of you are really priests? How many of you really function as priests in your house? Or should I ask, how many of you are allowed to function as priests? The head of man is Christ. The head of woman is man. That's our covering. If you go to that portion, if I'm right, in Corinthians 11, 8, if I'm right. First, first Corinthians 11? Yeah. yeah. First Corinthians 11, 8. Yeah, I know. The, the other one. Okay. Let me give it to you. I just want that words, okay? This has nothing to do with feminism or anything. We are just trying to save people. Okay? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, there is one thing I want over there. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, ten. Ten. Eleven, ten. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of what? Authority on her head. Because of what? Because of whom? This has got nothing to do with man over here. This has got to do with the spiritual realm. Let her have a symbol of authority over her head because of the angels. Because if she is a woman who is not walking in submission, she is an open doorway for the devil. He walks in and walks out. Stay undercover. Who is your cover? Your husband is your cover. And the husband, he says, you want to be the cover, you stay under Christ. And to Christ stays under the Father. You see how it works? Christ stays under the father. The man stays under Christ. The woman stays under man. The children stay under the parents. God says, you're undercover. No permission. In this house, no permission. No point. Permission. Do you remember that God actually challenged Job, um, Satan? Did you see my man Job? 
He couldn't do anything. Because that was a family that was undercover. And it was all because of that father. That man kept the cover over his family. And the devil couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. Until God says, okay, I will remove the hedge. Now you try. Undercover. Because people are going through all kinds of situations. But if your home is safe, the rest doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If your home is safe, it really doesn't matter. So God has its own. And the thing we learn from here is that you have to give the devil permission. And the devil is very subtle. And by deception, you need to realize, you know what, even in the Garden of Eden, the devil doesn't come to Adam. He goes to Eve. He doesn't go to Adam. If he had gone to Adam, he would have said no. He went to Eve. She said yes. And we have to be careful about it. Don't look at your religious activities and business activities and career success and all. Look at the order because you know what? There is a fellow who is after your soul. And if he can't get your soul, he's after your crown. So that you don't get anything when you reach there. You barely make it. For eternity. That's what the Bible says. Resist. Resist the devil. Resist. You look at David. Even when the authority over him was wicked. He ran. He just ran. He refused to turn against authority. He just ran. He fled Saul. He did not turn against Saul. If he had turned against Saul, who, who is his God-designated authority, do you know what? David would have given place to the devil in his life. He refused. And therefore, till he went to Ziglag, therefore, if you realize, after he ran from Saul, God is covering David because his reaction or his attitude is right. Every battle he fights, he wins. Because he's undercover. He doesn't lose a single battle. David has never in his life lost a single battle. Why? Because he's always undercover. He doesn't lose battles. So God has put these parameters for us. So just don't make, like I don't want these watch night services to become events and occasions. No, it is very serious spiritual issue. Issues are dealt here with. Year after year should not go by without our lives Radically changing. Because Baal is the God of convenience. Christ is not a God of convenience. He's a God of serious deep convictions. And demands commitment. And that's what God is talking about. Stay undercover. Stay undercover. Don't do silly things. Don't do stupid things as a family. Don't bring division in over there. Stay. Don't give opportunity. Don't give place. Don't give advantage. And don't give permission. Don't give permission. Because when you are under uh, under cover, God ordained authority and cover, you know what? You have protection. And God releases power into you. That's why God was zapped. Jesus was zapped by the Roman centurion. He said, my servant is saying, I will come. He said, you don't have to come. When I tell my soldiers to go, he goes. When I tell him to come, I am a man under authority. He said, this man, this Gentile, understands the structure of heaven. 
No. Get this 2023. Because you know what? The devil is so subtle. He's so subtle what he does. What he first he does is that he divides the husband and the wife. Then he divides the children. He divides the husband and wife. Then he divides the children. So Isaac, the best man in Genesis, till then, is divided. Because there's a division between the husband and the wife. And immediately you see the children are divided. One son is with the father, and the other son is with the mother. But you know what? The devil has got into that house. And God has only one family on earth that bears his name. The devil is reigning there. Only one family. Only one family God has on earth. And the devil has entered there. How did he enter there? Because he divided the husband and the wife. And he divided the children. Father favors one child. Mother favors one child. What is the end of the story? What a sad end for a beautiful family. Mother dies. Not even mentioned when she dies. Father dies old and blind. Only sons come later to bury him. One son goes in the flesh and goes. You don't hear about him. One fellow goes through all kinds of troubles. Ends up with four wives and 13 children. And one daughter gets. Look at the mess. Ask yourself. How can this happen to Isaac? You look at Isaac. His father has tied him onto the altar. His father has raised up his thing. This is an absolutely consecrated boy. Would you ever think this man's life would end that way? How did it happen? The devil simply got in and destroyed that home. That's why these stories, real life stories are given. Don't presume it will not happen to you and to me. God, they say, don't presume. We are not unaware of the wiles of the devil. That's how he does it. All those young and married, get your act right. Those who are married, get your act right. Children, get your act right. Stay undercover. Stay undercover because there is safety there. Safety there. If there is abuse, like David, shut your mouth, run. Shut your mouth, run. Don't, don't buck authority because you know what? The problem is when you do that, you open a doorway for the devil. That is the issue. He will allow you to succeed for a season. He will allow you to succeed for a season. But ultimately, your life will end up in ruins. It will become meaningless. Because if one man should have really succeeded till the end of his life, it should have been Isaac. The child of promise, child born in old age, the child who brought laughter, consecrated from his young days, surrendered to the Lord as a teenager. But how did he end? How did he end? And it was such a simple thing the devil used. Such a small thing. If you sow in the flesh, you will reap. What is that Isaac cloud? Food. Not just food, meat. That's all. People need to understand these things because you see, the problem is not what you like now. The problem is when you get older and older that what you like now becomes a stronghold. Becomes a stronghold. Because that has become an idol. And the devil touches you over there. Now you are old. You want somebody. It doesn't matter if he's chosen by God or cursed by God. You want that somebody because that somebody feeds your idol. 
These are not random stories in the Bible. These are serious issues in the Bible. You look at these people and you see how they end. God says, see yourself where you are in 2023 January and see where you will end. Where you will end if you don't change course. If you are in one. That's why so many people I mentioned over there. Where will you end? You look into all these people. Put yourself in the correct shoes that fits you. Amaz Ruben. Weak, compromised fellow, never able to take a stand. Are you Reuben? Are you Simeon and Levi? Hot-blooded, always angry. Are you Judah? Which do you fit in? Put yourself in this shoe. God says you can see your destiny. Because there is nothing random in God's kingdom. These are all there. It's a structure in God's kingdom. And he's telling us, all of us, warning all of us, you know what? I'm giving you a promise. Turn. Be committed. The fire will come. You will be committed. And then, the blessings will come. You will be revived. And then, keep your revival. Fight every day. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. In your homes, resist the devil. Resist the devil. In your offices, resist the devil. Because when you leave your house, you go to another authority structure. Where is it? Your office. Your office. And in modern day, where universities, prof says, tells you to call you him by name, and your manager wants you to call you by name, you can call him by name, but don't ever forget who he is and who you are in your heart. By calling him by name, because he asked you, you're submitting to authority, but never forget it. It doesn't matter who you are. Know whose you are. Because it matters. Because God is watching you. And the devil is watching you. Every time you break God's protocol, you are giving him an open door. Guard your heart offense. Guard your heart with unforgiveness. Don't look at the temporary success of anything if it is contrary to the word of God. Because he will give you advantage. He will offer you lots of advantage and says, if you are the son of God, do this. You can immediately satisfy your hunger. If you are the son of God, jump from the table. Angels will come and jump. Your ministry is going to start with the blast. You are set for ministry. If you bow down to me, I will give you all this. Advantage is yours. God says, resist him. Don't give him advantage. Don't give him advantage. Young people, don't give him advantage. Don't give him opportunity. So four things we learned about resisting the devil. First, do not give him opportunity. How do you do it? By walking in the spirit. Do not give him advantage. Walk in the word. Do not give him place. How do you do that? Walking in healthy interpersonal relationship. God-ordained, undercover relationship. Third, don't give him permission. Don't give him permission. How? Stay under authority. When you stay under authority, you will realize... You look at Joseph. If the devil should have got into anybody's life, it is Joseph. But do you realize the devil couldn't touch him ever because he gave him no permission because when he was in his father's house, he was under his father. When he went to Potiphar's house, he was under Potiphar. When he went to the prison, he was under the warden. When he went under Pharaoh, he stayed under Pharaoh. Everything, you read the entire account, everything he did in Egypt was for the Pharaoh. He stayed under. Never gave the devil permission. And these are believers in Gentile secular cultures. And the devil couldn't touch them. 
devil couldn't touch them. So this night as we come, can I have the worship team for one final song? Yeah? We should have one song no? before we close. Anyway, there is no Sunday service. This is Sunday service. Right? Come. Have the worship team. Come, let us sing. Let us end singing. And then we will give the promise. We will pray. We will give you the promise. Cards out. Your calendars. Diaries are in short supply. So everybody won't get a diary. Only those who have the habit of actually using a diary will get a diary. So if you want a diary in 2023, you have to show me your diary of 2022. That I know. It was not used for making, drawing pictures. It was used for writing your devotions. Because the height, the price of the diary doubled this year. And it's in short supply too. We couldn't get enough. Come. Come, let's stand up. Thank you.
first day of this new year we stand in your presence you have given us three words repent revive and resist but it all begins with turning i pray father this morning this year the ones who have been struggling for years and years and years will experience the fire of god they will take that one step come near that one step they will take and you will do the rest for your cry was come near come to me I pray for there are people who have sat in the church for years and years and years but 2023 is not going to be the same it is not going to be the same by the year is over there'll be no uncommitted left by the time 2023 is over there will not be a single uncommitted person in the church they'll be either on fire or they will be out there will be no stragglers but the lord is on his move to work in the lives of his people he has promised to revive that is dead with or without man's intervention and we stand holding on to that promise father you will do it for our loved ones you will do it for our household you will do it for our friends you will do it for the church you will do it father we believe we stand we believe you will revive us you will turn us and you will empower us to resist the devil submit to god and resist the devil i speak for peace in homes love in homes unity in homes respect and honor in homes for it all begins in the home order in homes divine order in homes let no one give place to the devil I take authority in the name of jesus i bind every power of darkness every work of the enemy in each life surrendered life here Now, take a step towards God this night this morning I bind you in the name of Jesus and I command you to leave and every work of yours be destroyed in the name of Jesus let it be a new day a new beginning for many if not all new beginning a fresh beginning God will do it I bless your people in your name here listening online. May the hand of God rest upon us now and through this year. And every week every month as we look back we will be able to see God was faithful to his promise. He's reviving me. He's reviving my home. He's reviving my household. There is reconciliation. There is revival. There is love. There is peace. There is joy. 
there is blessing. Blessing upon blessing. For it is written, He came in the fullness of grace. And out of that grace, His fullness we have received. Blessing upon blessing. Revive cities. Revive nations, Lord. Let your servants listening around the world pick up the mantle. It is for the picking. Pick up the mantle and say, Lord, I will be that man. Committed. Will burn that yoke of oxen. Never look back. Committed. Use me, Lord. Here I am. However unclean the lips may be, there is fire available in heaven to cleanse that lips. But God asks, who will go for us? And there will be men and women who will say, here I am. It will be a different year, Lord. It will be not like the years before. You will bring order. You will bring stability. You will be bring peace. In homes, in lives, we believe. Therefore we speak. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You brought everyone safely. It's late for the time people go home. I pray, Father, the same God who brought us safely will reach everyone home safely. And we will dwell this year in safety. There is a disease spreading around, but Lord, we come under the blood and we come under the promise that by your stripes we were healed. Teach us to believe and to walk in our healing and in health, Lord. Let there be order in our lives. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us through this year. Amen and amen.